You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Uh, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. We are, this is our first pandemic podcast. Yeah, explain to people why this maybe sounds a little different. Well, uh, we don't know how it's going to sound. Explain to the 100,000 people who are left over 10 years from now. Okay. Why it sounds weird. Uh, uh, Dear nomads, we... (laughs) Rebuild. We are currently Don't get iPhones. uh, quarantined in our in our separate uh, abodes and so this is the first time we've ever done a podcast online apart as opposed to face to face this is like we usually we usually kiss or bump noses or whatever this is like you've got mail but a podcast that's exactly what it is i don't I, even i the guy who said it is going to now say it's not exactly like that so don't well, I've, I've never i've never seen that movie so it is and, spot on in my well mind. and i remember very small bits okay then it's right so it's 100 percent right so this is the 100%. you've got mail podcast pan pancast okay. that's what this is a pancast yes it's a pancast uh, so we want to uh, say uh, we're sorry the tour was uh, was postponed obviously you guys understand why um, so all the dates are being rescheduled as much as we can um, for later in the year or next year uh, and hopefully those work and then, of course, if you can't make it, uh, we have told all the venues to give out refunds or, you know, some of you guys are going to be hard up for cash. Get a fucking refund. Uh, it's We've made it. And if they don't, if they don't give you a refund, send me an email. And then I yell at them. That's how that works. Okay. Right? Yep. You're the muscle. Uh, and then to those people who are, you know, it's the end of the month. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Uh, uh, hang in there. Uh, you know, Congress gave people a little bit. Um, some people are going to fall through the cracks on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I would say go to Dave Anthony Comedy and I'll put up a um, how to organize a rent strike uh, so you guys can download that. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of people um, who are going to be not paying debts and not and not not paying rent and you know, you have to organize. Uh, and there's already been people that have been organizing buildings and doing rent strikes. That's what you have to do if you have no money and they're allowing uh, rent moratoriums on mortgages, but not on, you know, actual people paying rent to those people. So we, the people, are going to have to fight a little bit on this one. And yeah. We're going to do it. I think there's, there'll is, be some growing pains coming up. There's some growing pains, but they are they are blowing it. They are showing who they are, and we as a people will absolutely come together. And um, just the other day, just the, yesterday, a couple days ago in LA, we, we held a car uh, protest. We, in our cars went to the mayor's office. That was amazing. Did honkity honks and let them know, uh, we're still out here. I um, almost so like a car protest better. I hear you. There's a, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Um, uh, but Kira, yeah. do you have any dates come up? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a, let's segue into my dates. So those are also canceled or postponed. Uh, some are rebooked, but uh, yeah. So like everything else, we're just kind of waiting to figure it out and see what happens. Yeah. My brother-in-law got fired, but then they just unfired. What? That's yeah. crazy. What? I mean, and, what a time. 
Yeah, my sister and brother in both got fired. <sighs> Good times. I'm sure that'll be fine. I miss you too. I pl- thank you. I mean, it was how I just it just took so long. Yeah, you know, now this is like you've got mail. Nineteen seventy-four. Oh, all right. Uh, Lord, uh, Jesus Christ. Sure. Well, it's a little late for him. Oh, I should mention uh, El Dollop is now a podcast. Oh yeah, uh, our Spanish language and doing great. Uh, yeah, it's doing amazing. It's like in the top ten in Mexico. Um, uh, I'll probably put one up on the feed this week, uh, just so people can. I don't know if you want to listen to it in Spanish. It's weird that you actually did, you called it a bilingual podcast for about probably a year and a half before it actually now is a bilingual podcast. Well, Gary, have you ever heard of the book, The Secret? God, everything about how you just worded me was awful. (laughs) Kanawha County is uh, in West Central, West Virginia, Appalachia area. Okay. About 300,000 people uh, lived there in 1974. I've got a feeling I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I may give a little, uh, what do you call it, a little... Uh, diatribe? No, not a diatribe. I'm going to uh, a warning. Oh. The N-word is going to be used. And, uh, uh, some, people, some people will use it in this episode. You're going to use it? Well, some people say it, and I take the quotes. You want to say N-word? You'd rather say... I'm not going to say N-word. I'm going to okay. use it because we're all adults. Okay. And people actually said it, and I don't believe in watering down the heinousness of the past. Okay. The city of Charleston uh, is in uh, the county, as well as, especially in 1974, a surrounding rural area. Uh, it's an area of extremes. Okay. A city with the urban center, which is more diversified, varied manufacturing jobs, the state capital is there, and there's wealthy suburbs around it. Two-thirds of the county doing pretty well financially. Okay, right. Out east. Uh-huh. Out to the east. In what they call the haulers of West Virginia, uh, the county could be considered a classic hillbilly area. Okay. So I assume guys playing jugs. David. Uh, you know, do you know how, da- do you understand the damage that the jug player and the washboard striker has done to mm. the hillbilly redneck community? So much. Will they ever get out of the shadow of the jug blower, Dave? No, because even today, even today, people roll in with jugs and they go, hey, can you guys play me a song? Well, I know a lot of you, too. Uh, no, I want something weirder. Um, I know the I know a lot of Chumbawamba. No, what? Are you guys socialists? Mm, I don't uh, know. We hate socialism. Okay. I get up again. No, that was really like it. Yeah. I felt like I was there. Yeah. Uh, So a third of the county is obviously very poor. Small houses in isolated valleys, winding roads, dozens and dozens of churches, mostly coal miners. Okay. Uh, They live for decades through poverty, black lung disease, and pretty much any hardship America could throw their way. And they... We're white. Okay. White as white can be. Super white. The, the whitest of the whites. Okay. Whitey whites. Uh, life was boom and bus cycles in the East, controlled by a few large coal companies. Uh, they lived in company housing, bought, had to shop at company stores. 
They got hurt in company mines. They would be arrested by company cops, sentenced by company judges. It's a company town. And when we've talked about that before. That basically just means like all on-site stores and everything are just, it's yeah. made it's by a fucking this nightmare. Right, right. You can never get out of debt. It's right. just hell. Right. Jesus Christ. Uh, many of the young at this point were fleeing to cities like Pittsburgh and Cleveland when they were old enough. Uh, those who stayed were paid starvation wages, underemployed and undereducated. The area really fell behind much of America in the infrastructure. Okay. They were controlled by uh, the money in the urban areas around Charleston. People who had moved there to exploit labor, swing their weight around and run things. Sure. You know, city people, right. city folk. Right. Those in eastern Kanawha County came to resent them. Okay. Sure. This is very applicable, Dave. It really is. So the coal miners and hillbillies, they believe in God. Uh, they also believe in getting justice through unions and strikes. They're a big, big union people. Okay. In 1974, uh, there's an energy crisis, so coal was doing a little bit better at that time. Uh, they had deep fundamentalist roots, super into the church, the born-again business, mm-hmm. as you like to call it. Yeah, the BAB. <laughs> Babs. Uh, you know, they, television started making its way out there, and they started to see the rest of the country. They're not wow. too thrilled about it. Jesus, that's telling. In 74? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, TV is still... I talked... Yeah, yeah. What? I mean, it took a long time for... It took a long time for a lot of that stuff to get out there. That's crazy. Uh, civil rights... What'd you do? You know, what would you do? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that jug guy was like, I'm going to take old Juggy and back for a minute. Is that what he said? Yep. <laughs> you know, they saw the civil rights movement. They saw With women's lib. Oh, my God. I wonder if that's where it comes from. It is. Uh, women's lib, anti-war hippies, gay rights, drugs, crime, all, all the American and moral decline, right? They're seeing it all. That's what they're seeing. Okay. Now, a woman in Alice Moore. And moral decline. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, your little head popping. Well, oh, man, sometimes I wish I could just go back to me and Juggy. <laughs> back before I knew that women could vote. So a young, a young lady named Alice Moore was born and raised in the small town of Acton, Tennessee. She was the daughter of a TVA dispatcher. A TVA? What's that? Tennessee Valley Authority. Uh, you know uh, what that is? Don't NYPD the TVA, pal. <laughs> what does that stand for? Oh, buddy, you don't know what the TVA is? What were you born yesterday? <laughs> uh, so Alice was raised in the Church of Christ. Good. When she was 17, she got married to Daryl Moore, who was a local young minister. Okay. Starting out in his ministering ways. Sure. Right. I assume at that point you're just just a hundred percent annoying. Uh, I just I was just thinking in my head like what what would a young minister what is it is so weird to be like I don't need anything else. I'm for sure. I mean, all you're thinking of is just someday I want to be a rich minister. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. There you just go. taking advantage of people. So there you go. Now I get it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they started having kids. Uh, Alice did not go to college, but she read, uh, read a lot. She mm. took a lot in. Not a big fan of that. No, that is not, uh, is not where she should be. <laughs> uh, 
Alice believed man acted upon God's faith in standards set down by the Almighty. She rejected out of hand anything that was outside of this belief. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you're really into her. Well, I mean, I just, you know, it's just, I've never been able to understand this take on existence. Every single fiber of me feels the exact opposite. 100%. 100%. When you're right just like we're... very early, you're like, well, if it wasn't in the Bible, I'm like, every, even when I was like eight, I was like, this thing's really crazy. <laughs> so Alice and Daryl uh, moved to Charleston in uh, the early 70s. Okay. They had four kids at this point. Nice. And Alice, not very political, up until 1969. Okay. Uh-oh. When the Kanawha County Board of Education approved a sex education program. Oh, boy. I bet she knew it was not okay. That is not okay. Just do so what got we your, do and never figure it out and keep having children. You got your kids learning about uh, hanging things and in any parts. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, Isn't it better so to just walk around your whole life completely baffled by your genitals? Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Isn't that what the I, Lord hath planned? I literally have no idea what's happening. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. It's changing again. It's changing it's again. He hath it's risen. He hath risen. It's a miracle. Wait, we're not supposed to be doing that because we're what? the people who don't understand it. Oh, right. Well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> you don't need to referee the bits. Throwing flags on bits? Yeah. Welcome to quarantine, bitch. Oh, God. Tell me to move my camera a little bit so you can see more of me. I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of you. Look, I'm very bright on this. Whoa. You want me to go topless? Yeah, the computer turned on. Oh, a little knee. A little knee? In shorts? Dirty towel. shorts. Get you. Uh, So Alice... uh, Obviously, very concerned about what they're teaching to her kids with the sex ed stuff. Disgusting. As were other other parents, other church going parents. Uh, they want sex ed out of the schools. Alice is very charming. She's very well spoken. So she became the spokeswoman uh, for a group of well off parents. Great, great. She called the sex education program quote a humanistic, atheistic attack on God. Some would call this group uh, people who have nothing better to do. Well. God, as you know, is very against sex. That's why he gave us sex parts. Yep. What a weird devil. Yeah. 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 I mean, he gave us hungry, hungry hippos and got pissed when we played. That's right. What's his deal? This the guy, he's, like, he's just a very strange individual, this God. Very strange, isn't he? Yes, Gareth. And this he's one's really... a he. Yeah. This one's a he. This, this one's a he. This version of God's the he where he's like, no. It's... You it's don't touch one. each other. Just let it get wet and yours get big. Exactly. <laughs> says. Yeah. Just stand there. Hers will get wet. Yours will get big. Do not touch. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Charleston Daily Mail said the school board was indifferent to parents. People would complain and they just ignore it. Uh, they said the board seemed more like a prisoner to school administrators than being in charge. Right. So, conservative parents push Alice to run for the County Board of Education. And she did, and she crushed her opponent, 
And very soon after, sex ed was removed for the, from the Kanawha County schools. <laughs> to, see? That's how you do it. Yeah. Welcome to democracy. Yes, finally. So now Alice was a local voice for the right and for parents who were conservative. And she quickly had a following in the county and in the Charleston area. Okay. There was a recent state mandate that, quote, school books should portray the contributions of minorities to American culture. Oh, my God. Should this, is, this is the next target? What? To remove that mm. from... Gonna unwhite this bitch a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think you're wasting those valuable pages with accomplishments that Watson could have been making. <laughs> this, this was because the federal government had recently offered up money for districts that would embrace multiculturalism. All books up until now had Just been be about. Going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so all books up until now have been about white people for white people. Right. How great white people, mostly how great white men were. Sure. Right. And honestly, what? when you see the track record up until then, who could argue? Oh my God. Look at what's happening right now. It's all white men being amazing. Name one thing they've done wrong. Can't, can't think of anything. Thank you. Uh, one textbook publisher quote, there was an almost an absence of any African American literature. Okay. On, April 11th, 1974, the board was presented with 325 books to approve for the schools. Okay. Teachers said they thought it would be a typical meeting. Sure. Sometimes it's not going to be. The books have been carefully selected uh, over a year-long process with a selection committee and two sub-selection committees all made up of teachers. Okay. So it's just all teachers. So teachers figuring out what books would be great for the year a lot of teachers are very excited because they get to teach something new, right? right. Authors of new but, books hey, included... Can I ask you a question? Have they yeah. consulted the one book they should be consulting about their decision? Well, that's a very good question, Gary. Have they, they been consulting the good book? You're talking about the uh, cook, uh, cookbook? The Holly Bibble. Oh, the Bibble? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to get to that. How many books? Bibble. How many books over the year? Three three hundred twenty five. Uh, no, it's, it's not over the three hundred and twenty five Bibles. Okay, read it again and again. Authors authors of new books included James Baldwin and George Orwell, but Alice wow. objected. Alice objected to what was known as a dialectology. This was a teaching approach to encourage students to feel more comfortable expressing themselves by using their natural dialect. So everyone talks a little bit differently. All of our cultures have a little bit of a different thing that they say, a little bit different way they say words. Sure. So they were like, let's, let's make kids more comfortable learning by uh, using some of that language. Okay. Alice, quote, there is a correct way to speak. Oh, my God. There may be some slight variations, but dem is never correct. Uh. Dat is never correct for that. If we are talking about this as a dialectology, I won't approve these books. Oh, God, Dave. That's... It, at the time, this is an incredibly rare moment for a parent to question the expertise of teachers. My God, what? Yes. Uh, you mean there was a time when that... they were respected and paid and all that? <laughs> yes. I wow. mean, this is literally... 
Yeah, this is literally something That's that happened. That's what history teachers should teach in school. The history of yeah. how teachers used to just have it so much fucking better. You know, okay, we so, used to be uh, really appreciated. We're just, uh, this is day one, but we're just going to go straight to chapter 18. Uh, the chapter's called Your Parents Are Fucking Idiots. Uh, finally. Another board member asked her why they shouldn't leave it up to the professionals. That's why they were paying them, he said. Quote, I mean, what am I? I'm an accountant. Man. Yeah. After some discussion, the board accepted the books, but because of Alice, they didn't buy the books and they put it off until they could be looked over more. So they're going to buy out. They're going to re-scrutinize. Or they're going to let Alice scrutinize the books. Yeah, that's basically what's happening. Man, by the way, you know what job you just talked yourself into? Reading 325 books, stupid. <laughs> you just talked yourself into reading 325 books, dumbass. Uh, so right when the meeting ended, Alice's husband walked up to her, handed her a book, and said, quote, I want you to look at what you've just adopted. He was holding Malcolm X's autobiography. Oh, wow. That's for her. She's like, oh, my God. Uh, oh. Like keeps falling into chairs. Oh, more chairs <laughs> out the window. The window oh. 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 walks into traffic. No. He pointed to a quote. All praises due to Allah that I moved to Boston when I did. If I hadn't, I'd probably still be a brainwashed black Christian. Oh man. Alice was her horrified. heart just jumps out of her chest and smashes against the wall. This <laughs> cannot be. She then told the superintendent she wanted every single book sent to her house. Boy, and what a were. great, I just, man, if you think about, if you were getting like Malcolm X literature into oh. these public school, I mean, just right off the bat, the difference that makes as far as how uh, just cultural difference, the way that people feel. I mean, that's it's just, huge. yeah. I read, I read his autobiography when I was in, in high school. Like yeah. everybody should. Yeah. And he is the shit. I mean, yes. yeah. Uh, Alice then went over the books and she was appalled. It was her worst nightmare. Yeah. It was every nightmare she could have imagined. Sure. She found quotes from monsters like Allen Ginsberg, uh, Sigmund Freud, uh, Eldridge Cleaver, uh, and, jo- and George Jackson. Uh, oh. There was swearing. Mm-hmm. There was sex talk. Oh, no. And anti-American Black Panther quotes. You know what I would love to just be a fly on the wall would be to, and I'm not, not even in a perverted way. It would just be a very clinical way. To watch her and her husband have sex mm. and watch how that goes down and what the lead up is like and what the rules are and you know I'm sure it's so funny. I, I'm sure it's so gnarly. I think those people just get I think they're just freaks. I but yeah, there can't be much foreplay. No, it would pretty much be get in there. Full freak. Yeah. On May sixteenth, the board met again with the textbook selection committee who was requested to come and explain why they had chosen the books they chose. Mm-hmm. But when they tried to explain, Alice would cut them off and challenge them. 
and not just about the book's content, but the entire idea behind this new program, which was state mandated. Oh God! Which was government, you know. Sure. Pushed. So she's just like, no, mm-hmm. I veto it. She argued, emphasizing race and culture was anti-Christian. <laughs> what? How is I that possible? That, <laughs> because, because in her mind, race and culture. The way it is, it's about white people, and she's like, you can't emphasize race. Right. right? Well, that's what you're doing with all the books about white people. It's yeah. like, you can't emphasize race. Right? Right, but white doing. is not a race. That's like when you call the first <laughs> movie the first one. It's the original. It's not the first one. You don't say Jaws 1. <laughs> Jaws. Uh, so she argued emphasizing race and culture was anti-Christian, anti-American. Unless it's the white version. Anti-authoritarian and... Depressing. Good Lord. Someone's worried. Sorry, anti-authority. Yeah, not anti-authority. Uh, she didn't think a state institution had the right to teach something other than what she was teaching her children. What a crazy concept. But that's what they, that's still a thing. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's, more, that's a thing more than ever. But even just hearing that's, it, you're just like, yeah. what is the point then? No. Why would you want your kid, I want my kid to learn stuff I don't know. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Hire a babysitter so you can watch her watch? So, over the month before the next meeting, Alice was busy contacting people to rally the cause. She got wealthy mothers on her side. What was the, Were spoke, they racially diverse, these group of humans? Oh, that's weird. No. Strongly. All white. White. Interesting. White ladies. White ladies. Very powerful mm. group. Yep. She spoke in front of church groups, community organizations, anywhere she could. She would explain what upset her and read quotes from the books. She handed out printed up excerpts that she thought were offensive. Alice was also worried the books would expose white kids to black people talk. Mm -hmm. Then they would learn to, quote, speak in ghetto dialect. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm. Do not want... How many many young white men have been ruined by... Oh, young being able to speak ghetto dialect. No, I remember when I was 18 and I finally got to listen to hip hoppery. I was oh like, my god! Oh, thank God, I didn't have this when my brain was developing. <laughs> Who knows what I would have been, mother tennis? At these meetings, she would often say, "School should just teach her kids to read, basic math, a bit of American and world history, government and English, and that's it." <laughs> she said this. She said the school was violating her right. I, just, I mean, just, just, I would just be like, lady, lady, shut the fuck up, would you? Would you shut the fuck up, please? Uh, she said the school was violating her rights as a parent because when it came to her kids, they were, quote, intent of making them more open-minded than I wanted them to be. How is she saying? I mean, it's like, because <laughs> there was like a 20-year period where we buried our rhetoric. And now we're back out in the open, but like this, this is like it's like the cicadas of honesty. But this is like back when she, like, the, what she's saying. Yeah, you're literally saying I want my child to be closed minded. I need a, a smaller brain in my boy. The vice president of the local Charleston NAACP said he read the books and didn't find them offensive. D- but On Dave, June twenty fourth, uh, was he white? No. Oh, well. Oh, Interesting uh, how that it. is always part of the issue, isn't it? You did find a hole in my theory. Mm-hmm. Like a jug. 
Uh, on June 24th, 10 ministers came out and said they supported the books. But two days later, 27 other ministers said the books were immoral and indecent. We need to find more ministers. Uh, that day, uh, the West Virginia Human Rights Commission backed the book. So there's all kinds of people coming out now that would work to yeah, come down on either side. But it's, it's, also, a, it's, it's also just, yeah, exactly. It's also one of those things now where now it's a thing. This is where yeah. if you're the school, you just immediately go, take your kid to a different school then, lady. Like if you got a problem, go somewhere else. But because now it's a thing, now it's an issue, now it's going to be able to build. This is just so slowly. it's building. And she's been rounding people up. So up until now, a normal school board meeting had about 25 people attending. Okay. The meeting on June 27th had over 2,000. Oh, my God. The audience filled um, the hallways. Excuse me, sir. We're going to be running out of punch soon. <laughs> we far underestimated the punch. We have enough to serve 65. The audience filled the hallways. They stood outside in the rain. They peeked through windows. They're all holding umbrellas. By the way, they listened over loudspeakers. This is this is this is what happens when you don't have TV. That's right. You know, you're like, well, let's go. Yeah. Alice had a petition signed by 12,000 people in the county. The petition stated books should not be allowed if they led to the questioning of, quote, the family unit, which comes from the marriage of a man and woman. Ah, I'm going to be sick. Belief in God, the American political system. Ah, the, the free <laughs> enterprise. Every fiber of me is like, ow. The free enterprise economic system. <laughs> the laws and this legal system. Been, Dave, this lady has been white for too long. <laughs> <laughs> the laws and legal system of the nation and state. Uh, the history of America uh, as the record of one of the noblest civilizations uh, that has ever existed. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, I just look like, that's what I mean. It's like, where would you and I start to argue with this woman? We would be like, literally, we'd be like, Lady, we are so overwhelmed with what to say to you that we can't talk. I, you just hit her in the face with a pan. Like, I don't know what else to do with this. I mean, literally like you cannot, I mean, I'd be like, no, oh, God damn it. Never mind. You're right. And that's just some of it. It goes on and on. I'm sure. Uh, so the board, with all these people, they give into the protest and agree not to buy eight of the most upsetting books. Okay. But it's a start. One was Sigmund Freud's uh, character and anal eroticism. <laughs> Alice was, <laughs> Alice Wait, was disturbed. Wait, what? Character and anal it's not anal. It's not that anal. It's uh, the other. Well, you say so. character. I mean, that to me just sounds like. Or it could be. I don't know. I haven't read Freud. Maybe he was talking about buttholes. I would hope so. I hope he was. That's right. That's all um, he did a lot of. He did a lot of blow. So That's right. Can see that yep. Loved a bit of blow. Alice was disturbed that Freud said boys wanted to have sex with their mothers and girls wanted to have sex with their fathers. Alice believed if children read this quote, I knew that thought would never leave their mind. Yep. Yep, just how a human mind works. Exactly. That's how it works. Yep. Every, protected, it, from any, wanna, protected from any dangerous thought or it will cons- be consumed yes. by it. And if you hear, if you hear that, you're like, well, now I want to fuck my mom. Yeah. Like, that's just how it works. No, it, but you know what it is? It's like, instead of, it's what she's doing, which is making you think I want to fuck my mom. It's like when right. you're like, hey, I got to set an alarm for something. You set an alarm for it. Now you're going to remember to do it because you set an alarm. You did this extra step. 
So when you're highlighting the idea that like, I don't want them to read that part because then it'll get in their heads. That's what'll get in their heads more than anything. <laughs> Saying that's that right. makes someone just go like, wait, why? Oh, it is in my head. You're right. It's like, oh no, now he's going to try to fuck me. Oh, my thing's coming up. Oh no. Uh, uh, she brought up a chapter in the Eldritch Cleaver, uh, in which book, in which he discussed the crime of raping white women, <clears throat> even though the chapter had been removed from the textbook. Okay. So what? Okay. All right. Well, it was in, it was in his, it was in his autobiography, but they had taken it out of the textbook right. for kids. Sure. Alice said this did not represent black culture. She's saying Eldridge Cleaver does not represent black culture. A member of the local NAACP chapter stood up and said in a very reasonable language and tone uh, that maybe a white woman shouldn't be discussing what does and does not represent black culture. Wow. How dare you. The point Alice drove home was that these textbooks were questioning the American values of parents and the community. This is... (laughs) that's right the world's a country club to her so you know a lot of people came up to talk Uh, she grilled uh, the committee members she grilled the teachers who said it was okay to question values some parents said if they had done a good job as a parent their kids views could not be undermined by reading an opposing view in a school book wrong this meeting wound up for three hours god damn it and then at the end the books were approved by a three to two vote Okay, all of them? Except, Except for, eight. I believe, the eight. I think the eight are not a Okay, right, but still. Uh, so this is this does not uh, appease Alice and her, her peeps. Right. Uh, they began discussing creating private schools. Mm-hmm. Reverend Charles Quigley said he now had 100 parents who were ready to send kids to private schools that he was thinking of creating. And now, because this happened, Alice's movement grew. And she took her fight to the local media. She bridged the class divide of the county. Now it wasn't just the wealthy religious culture warriors, but the men and women of the poor eastern eastern coal mining part of the country were being brought in. Okay. There, the local ministers took up the cause. And they preached in their churches... Conservatives of the middle class suburbs. So essentially, and working... this is Fox News. <laughs> Conservatives of the middle class suburbs and working class whites working together against the more liberal urban peeps. Mm-hmm. The anti texters first textbook supporters. Mm-hmm. Teachers, for some reason, thought educators should make decisions about curriculum and textbooks. God, they just don't get it, do they? No, they don't get it. What the, who the fuck are they? How dare they? The Reverend Jim Lewis of St. John's Episcopal Church became the public face of the pro-textbook side. The Reverend Marvin Horan from Campbell's Creek became a leader on the anti-textbook side. And Horan called for a boycott of the schools until the books were gone. Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's just like, come on, just, it's uncle, stop. Pamphlets were passed around with the offensive uh, text, uh, you know, taken out. Ah, yes. The salacious out of context details. That's right. Uh, There was also a book of poems from which this horrifying rhyme was taken. Oh, God. Quote, I was standing on the corner, not doing any harm. Along came a policeman and took me by the arm. He took me around the corner and he rang a little bell. 
and along came a police car and took me to my cell. <laughs> this was considered offensive because it ridiculed the law. <laughs> what in what? <sighs> they were not happy with E.E. E. Cummings' poem, I, I Like My like, Body. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you read that and be like, oh, you have nothing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Is this> your <laughs> headline? <laughs> Um, they were not happy with E. Cummings' poem, I Like My Body, because it called pubic hair electric fuzz. But Dave, there's no other thing to refer to it as from now on. <laughs> what electric fuzz? It nails it. Good Lord. <sighs> electric fuzz. That's what I mean. They were- if she hadn't highlighted that, I would never be like, I'm going to use that. I know, it's great. Yeah, she set the alarm. Uh, so, uh, they were also upset by the second century tale of, uh, Entricles who pulled a thorn from a lion's paw. We've all heard that one. Yeah. Well, that is a terrible, that is a terrible, terrible story. Well, now the reason they were upset by it wasn't the story. It was because students were asked to compare it to the story of Daniel in the lion's den in the Bible. Oh, but they're vastly different. A parent quote, what I have a problem with is comparing a myth, which is clearly a myth to the Bible. Oh, you know how that should go? What I have the problem with is comparing a myth to the story of the lion and the thorn. <laughs> it's a, a, I mean, a, that's, imagine. That's, the, that's I what I mean. You can't, when someone goes like, yeah, but the Bible said to, you're like, well, I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't fight this thing. Uh, Alice, quote, that's putting the Bible right on the level of fables. Yep. Yes. 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 That's right. Unlike Noah did not build one boat to house every species of animal to be thrown to the side like some fool. Moses did not literally split an ocean in two (laughs) to be ridiculed by some story about a lion that can speak. Uh, Alice began campaigning in the hollers of East uh, Kanawha County. She did not have a hard time winning over the white working class churchgoers, as I said. There were night meetings on street corners and in churches. And this brings in another dimension to the battle. So the fight is between cities and rural America. Okay. Uh, and the rhetoric was increasing day by day. The, the, a group what, named the rhetoric the, was? Yeah. Right. A group named the Christian American Parents Group. Already I hate you. Cap. Just based on your name, yeah. Cap. We're Christian uh, American parents. They picketed uh, Hex stores because one of the board members was the president of the stores. The anti-Tex ministers Wait, pushed what, what kind of store? Hex. I think it's just like a department store. Oh, okay. Um, the Tex ministers pushed for the schools to be closed down. On August 27th, the Concerned Citizens Group, these fucking names, just they never, they're I relentless. I know. We've already, the way that... It's uh, yeah. just, uh, they voted to boycott the schools until the books were gone. So the schools opened on September 3rd. They were surrounded by picketing parents holding signs that read things like, I have a Bible. I don't need those dirty books. No peaceful coexistence. Sorry. No peaceful coexistence with satanic communism. Oh my God. What? <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Textbooks yet. What, what is this? Why is the why? I, 
Why has Russia <laughs> always been the simple know. plot line? I mean, forever Russia's been the bad guy. It's just so easy. I mean, but in this one, I'm like, wait, where are they even? What? Yeah. Nah. I mean, like the, the Russians hacked our curriculum. Yeah, I mean, you know, you go through any of any of the uh, the the black American intellectuals, and you're going to run into a streak of socialism. You know, right? Yeah, right. Uh, the first day, twenty percent of the forty-five thousand students were absent. Okay. Uh, the schools in Charleston were full. It was the rural schools where attendance dropped. Interesting. It was also union country, so crossing the picket line at the school was very hard for the parents who were doing it. Even though it was, so, a, even though it's not, even though it's not like a, like a, you're striking for the coal mine. It's it, they just don't like to cross a picket line, no matter what. Right. Right. Well, yeah. For. I mean, it, probably because it's like, cult, I mean, at this point, but it's in, like a cultural. But in this case, it's a it's a it's a douchebag picket line. Yes. Yes. You should not fear to cross this fake threshold, but it's also like. I can't. I mean, just imagine being like, over this, we'll shut your school down. I know. Like, taking it to that level where you're like, we would rather kids be not go to a school. And again, they, so they're, they're feeling like the liberals are telling us what, what we can and can't do. That's what this is. It also, I mean, yes, it's exactly. It's just the ingrained racism in that religious movement. It's just and and they and they the people would be like that. That's, that's not true. Look at Eddie. Eddie's black. See, <laughs> see. Okay, G- game over. <laughs> hey, don't bring that uh, here. So uh, at that that day, the first day of school, twenty thousand showed up at an anti-text book rally. Twenty thousand fucking lot people. Of people. That is a lot of people. And some women went to coal mines to talk the miners into joining them. The next day, 3,500 coal miners walked off the job in support. Wow. The wild, this wildcat strike spread to other counties and even eastern Kentucky. So all these now other coal mines are walking off the job. Right. And now there were expert seasoned organizers involved in this movement. Okay. Which took things to another level, of course. Sure. Uh, not all coal miners were religious. Some were Democrats, but they just didn't like the elitist liberals telling them what to do. Right. One quote. And in this case, what would, the elitist liberals are telling them to do is just let their school have a curriculum that is. Well, you read yeah, but your books, yeah, books with stuff that you don't want in there. Yeah, that's right. So like always, the Democrats find a way to go to the right. <laughs> so. Uh, one coal miner quote: "They was going to teach my kids socialism and homosexuality. Mm-hmm. They was teaching situational ethics. Now, by situational <laughs> ethics, he means whether it was okay to lie or not. Like there are examples in the book of is there an okay time to lie? But Dave, well, of course there is. But Dave, of course there is. Read, read read back that quote very quickly, please. They was going to teach my kids socialism and homosexuality. They was teaching situational ethics." So Look, when you start socialism and homosexuality go together, at least but, but at my if, parties. If you're her, when if you're Alice, when you start this, you don't like the way that they're changing the way that the kids speak. And yeah. then you listen to how that guy just said, you're like, 
don't let that guy get interviewed anymore. <laughs> that is not good for the initial point I made. I, I know it's okay because he's white, but but this is the coalition that you're building, right? Of course, yeah, white white suburban uh, yes. Christians, and yes. then, and know. and by any, I mean not you know like it is the white Malcolm X by any means they will compromise their own morals and, by just in the way this, that they're worried that this is what's going to happen in their schools. They're compromising their own morals to make sure that they're unable to compromise the morals of their children through the school. Well, look, this guy is basically saying I should be reading other books. Right. Right. Yes. His, his entire point is, yes, I should probably be reading outside of my, my small world. Right. But, um, uh, so now the national media, which have been focused on the anti-busing rights in Boston, uh, came to West Virginia. Finally. The more media came, the more angry both sides seemed to become. Over weeks, the miners' strike spread from business to business. Plants, factories in the county and others, other counties. Most businesses were... It spread. That's the thing I, can't, I kept reading. It's happening in other counties outside of... The, like, this is all happening in one county... But the strikes are spreading to other counties. Like it, I just Dave. It's religious coronavirus. Uh. <laughs> it's moral corona, Dave. Most businesses were against the strike, but some, with fundamentalist owners, gave money to the strikers. The school boycott and accompanying strikes were nothing like anyone had ever seen. Sure, union solidarity explained what the coal miners were doing, but it wasn't just that. There was also a new contract coming up, and this gave the United Man workers uh, a bit of leverage. Right. So there's part of it, too. Yep. Uh, the coal stocks were heading down. The miners also had a couple of recent victories over the governor. Um, so it's all kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of working together. In a great way. Uh, then the windows of the Board of Education building, most of them, were shot out by a shotgun. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Five days after opening day, school attendance was down to 77%. It was, it was denied, down 77%? To 77%. Okay. So it was I down was like, 23%. shit. 23% of kids right. are not coming. Right, okay. That's still a fucking Tons, lot of, of kids. Tons. Alice denied she had anything to do with the boycott, but she did ask for the school superintendent's resignation. <laughs> sure. Well, that, that, her story checks out. Doesn't seem like she'd do that. And uh, things are just starting to heat up. On September 10th, city buses were stopped as the drivers walked off the job. Now 11,000 people had no way to get around. The Daily Mail put out a front page editorial telling the board, quote, make text concession. The ordinary trade and commerce upon which all of us depend must not be impeded. Oh, my the text- God. The textbooks are not worth the fight that is being made over them. What? The, what oh, God. The, uh, the liberals are here. The, yeah, exactly. The neoliberals have arrived. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, Paul Revere, if there was the Paul Revere for liberals, he would say, uh, the conservatives are coming and all the liberals would just hide their heads in sand. They say, uh, that said, the board voted to remove the books for 30 days so they could be reviewed more. Jesus Christ. Because it's just, it's just they're getting Let's so much pressure. Let's try reading them backwards. Uh, it, it would be a citizen review. What does that uh, mean? So Alice, 
Uh, so they were going to put together not teachers, but people. Oh, good. Yes, let's uh-huh. get the, here. We go. Let's get stupider and stupider. Alice uh, took the compromise to twelve anti-book leaders, and while people are waiting outside as this meeting's going on, mm-hmm. and the people outside are singing gospel songs. Great! Says, what a great vibe. Uh, the leaders all agreed to it, but Reverend Marvin Horn said he didn't think the protesters would agree outside, and she should go tell them. So Alice went outside, and she read the compromise to the crowd. Uh, most of them are from you know the eastern, eastern county area. And one man said he was there to, quote, get this government down to where they're listening to us little old hillbillies. Mm-hmm. Good news. Another... Yeah. Another held a sign that read, even hillbillies have constitutional rights. As Alice read the compromise, she was booed. (laughs) So they're getting more radical than her. Yes, but it's also when, when you like, when you're, the ability to feel marginalized all the time is just such an innate talent in our culture. (laughs) Well, we've got a whole, we've got a giant streak of, of people who, could be victims all the time. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, so after Alice read the compromise, people booed. And then a woman yelled, quote, we want more. We want those filthy books out period. Burn them. And the crowd all cheered. Good. This is why, this is why you negotiate with terrorists. That's right. Uh, later that day at a rally of a thousand, Reverend Horn said he had aired when he agreed to the compromise. He was the current anti-text spokesman. Uh, and he said he would resign, but the crowd refused to let him step down. That, wow. that classic, you guys, I really, I let you down. I let you down. I'm going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. And the crowd goes, no, Billy, don't, no, Billy, we need you. Uh, so he positioned, he had now positioned himself to be the leader of the most radical, hardcore protesters. Okay. Uh, so the new textbooks began to be removed on September 12th the uh i don't know i might be wrong about that when i say removed i think maybe the eight but anyway they've been put in i guess now they're being taken out to be reviewed okay that's right all right sorry uh the board members named three members each to make up the citizen review committee uh to look over the books the anti-texters said this wasn't good enough as we know and they weren't going to put their kids back in school and then students at Washington High High School were now livid at what they saw as censorship. 1,200 students walked out and shut down the high school, and they said that would stay that way until all the books were returned. There we go. A new judge had been appointed, and he said he would do everything he could to stop the protesting. On September 13th, the superintendent closed the schools because he was concerned for kids' safety, and he was hoping to calm all the tensions. It didn't work. The next day, Molotov cocktails were thrown into schools. School's back on. Come back, everybody. Things started getting crazy. Two men were shot. Jeez. Another was severely beaten. Car windows were smashed. The national media was covering the escalating battle. A CBS news crew was beaten by anti-text protesters. Oh, my God. Schools that weren't even using the texts in two nearby counties were closed because people were now picking them. Coal companies we, estimated they lost... The other school is too far. We're doing <laughs> it here. The other school is too far. We're doing it here. I mean, I believe in solidarity, but it's just, it's just So we have to close. Why? We didn't have those textbooks. It's just, we're so stupid. 
<laughs> We're just so stupid. Oh, fuck, I have a cramp. Oh, Dave. Name uh, it. What? Uh, Frank? There you go. Frank the Cramp. Um, so uh, coal companies uh, estimated they lost $12 million. Schools are continuing to be uh, continuing to be attacked. By September 27th, there was an estimated 300,000 in damage done to schools. Jeez. So with all this all this going on, Alice flees town. The sheriff was being overwhelmed and he asked the governor to send uh, the state police in to help. So what is her deal? She is just like, "Oh, it's it got all out too of control. much. It got yeah, out of it control." Yeah, it did. But it so, did. So, it did. so she's the dog who caught the mail truck? I, I don't know that one. What? Isn't that what it is? The dog who caught the mail truck? Yeah. Like you, you don't know what to do once you actually, you've, you've achieved your goal that seemed impossible. And now but that you've actually not, gotten it, you don't actually know what to do with it. She hasn't achieved her goal. It's like when the, when the Republicans uh, embrace the Tea Party, and then the Tea Party took over the Republican Party. It's right, the same thing where y- you don't understand the power of the people you're working with, and yes, that, but that they have but more also, strength than you. Yeah, but it's also like Crimea River. Like you are the one who lit the fuse to what you yeah, yeah. knew was I mean, an explosive look, area, and are now like. I'm not, I'm not sympathizing with her. Yeah, I'm just saying I understand. Do. You always do. You've taken her for years in this argument, Dave. You've always been on her side of this argument. It's fair. She's pretty hot. Uh, Don't worry. So the sheriff asked yeah, for help. Just the army helicopters going over me. That's fine. It's L.A. Uh, then the governor said he wouldn't help out the sheriff unless the sheriff declared it a state of anarchy. And then this was just to embarrass the sheriff because he was a Democrat. So the, now the politics of it are all, you know, right. also fucked. Right. On September 18th, 11 protesters were arrested for violating a new court injunction against picketing on school property. Three of them were ministers. One was Reverend Charles Quigley, who told the mail, quote, praying that God will strike three members of the County Board of Education dead. Jesus Christ. What? Why would you tell the paper that? And why would you think? What kind of God is this? It's not Zeus. Oh. This is what a god is. He's just very rude. Just a rude person. He's just like a bouncer. Yeah. Just oh like my god. God is off bouncer. God is one hundred percent a bouncer. Hey, uh, no. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to ask you to uh, get the fuck out, <laughs> my lord. But why? Yeah. It's, uh, look, it's ladies' night. Excuse me. What? But I, I committed my whole life to you. Everything was for you. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Must it say? Look, it says a, ladies night. It's a $10 cover charge unless you got cleavage, which you do not, my friend. Hey, get the fuck out. Uh, God got very Sopranos. Hey, maybe you could go down to Screwyers. They got a <laughs> open bar tonight. Oh, you never heard of it? Yeah, well, screw you. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, <laughs> knucklehead. Huh? Get over here, you little knucklehead. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> Likes noogies, don't you? Huh? Yeah, right, you're going to purgatory, my man. Uh, so after this guy says this, it's printed in the paper. Uh, people are shocked. Uh, a couple days later, he backs off and said he, he wasn't praying for their death, but for God and Alice to bring an end to everything. Sure. So you can see how that could be misconstrued. Sure. Very clear quote. What he? Yeah. When I heard that, I thought that's what he meant. 
On October 3rd, the state school superintendent said the decision to remove the books for review was probably illegal. And the review group was also at the same time turning into a shit show. The six anti-text members formed a splinter review group. Now there were two... Now, there were two separate review committees, what? one pro and one con. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> On October 10th, school board member Albert Anson had had it. He resigned from the board. He was done. He said it was because he could not accept the removal of good textbooks. Now, a guy who was a member-elect to the board was sworn in. I don't understand how a guy was a member-elect this far down the road, but whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with not understanding superintendent. Yes. Uh, anti-text groups kept meeting and demanding the three pro board members and supervisors resign. 18 protesters were arrested on October 7th when they blocked a school bus full of kids. Uh, violence started breaking out again. Three elementary schools were vandalized on October 9th at Campbell's Creek. Cars were burned. People were injured. On October 18th, someone shot at an empty bus as it drove down a street. Four days later, oh, there's no driver. Was, no, there was yes. There's a driver, but nobody else. That's not an empty bus, David. That's what an empty bus means. That's a childless bus. You were pitching ghost bus. Which, no. Yes. By the way, we should we should probably pitch ghost bus. Who are you gonna call? Ghost bus. Ghost bus. That's it. Uh, four days later, a school was dynamited at Campbell's Creek. I, the, the idea that dynamite is a verb. <laughs> Ludicrous. Dynamited? That sounds like what a four-year-old would say in pretend time. Come on. Jimmy Walker. Oh, no, but he, no, dynamite. Different, Dave. He didn't say dynamited. Uh, you didn't even, you just didn't think I'd get that reference and you'd be able to skate. I, did. I really didn't. Well, too bad. Uh, Hip-hop. Now, there were no injuries because the school was empty. Uh, a, a pro book person shot an anti-text guy through the heart. He somehow survived. What is happening? What is this? Is this Van Helsing? <laughs> shot him through the heart and he survived. <laughs> then the Citizen Review Committee endorsed four books. And the Splinter Review Committee rejected those four books. More and more schools were being dynamated or firebombed with Molotov cocktails. Then 15 sticks of dynamite were blown up near the gas meter at the Board of Education offices right after a meeting ended. There were no injuries. Uh, School attendance dropped down to 73%. (laughs) I'm surprised it's only It dropped down. It was 73% before, I thought. It was 77. Oh, now it's 73. Okay. Uh, Private school. Private Christian schools are now opening everywhere. They're in church basements. They're in old gas stations. They're in storefronts. I wouldn't want to go to school at an old abandoned 76. I would. Go to I would fucking Mexico love that. And... Amazing. I can't stagger teach you about hubcaps. Now, this is a very valuable lesson. And I haven't gone to everybody's term paper about license plates yet, but I will soon. Questions? Uh, I thought this was going to be about Jesus and Jesus stuff. Of course it is, dumbass. Gonna get to Jesus once we get through some of the hubcap bullshit. Jesus is in everything. What does Jesus have 
to, and God have to do with how? Yeah. Well, the Lord doth create everything, didn't He? Um, uh, answer me, no, William. Didn't He? I, I, it's just because the my Lord mom said that, created everything, didn't He? Yeah. yeah. Therefore, hubcaps is something, isn't they? Uh, Therefore, He created yeah. these. Okay. Okay, now go put your head in the water where we put the tires to see if there's a leak in them. Punishment. How come I'm the only student? That doesn't matter. You go do that. When you come back, we'll be back in session. Get back to hubcappery. Later, we're going to teach you dynamite. That's a bad school. Well... Tell you what, I'm drunk, so I don't know what to tell you. I mean, shit. Say what it is. Do you want to? want this coat hanger? No, why? I'm so scared. Jesus, help me. Jesus Christ. Hey, look, dude, I'm a mechanic, okay? I'm not supposed to be dealing with this shit, okay? I'm trying to teach you. We don't need to learn about hubcaps. We can learn about other stuff. What's your what is question you want? But I, we, what we cannot teach you is sexual education. I want to know about the wieners and the vaginas. That's the one thing I told you was off limits. I can't be teaching you That's that. That's what I want to know about. Well, shit, dude. Look, I w- how come how come I don't have both? Well, come on. What are you talking about? That's the idea. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not taking the bait on this. It's hot, right? Look, the best feeling in the world is when you put your penis in a lady. Holy shit, my voice just changed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Happened. Uh, the Bible was, quote, the main textbook of the schools. <laughs> a televised board meeting was then held on November the 7th. It was held at the charleston civic center because they thought thousands would want to attend sure but only a hundred showed up because they were all worried about violence wow okay alice presented her own guidelines uh for the books the board ignored them the board then voted four to one to put the more controversial books in school libraries and if students got permission from their parents they could read them jesus christ so that's that's what they come down to they've taken the eight books now, around yeah, in the library the books, books. going to be all the other books are going to be in the school. So essentially all the shit that's gone on, she has pretty much got nothing. She got eight books put in the library. Well, she's, got, she's gotten a hurdle. Yes, it's a hurdle. But yes, nothing really, ultimately. Anybody who wants to read it can read it. Which would have been the yeah. case anyway. Yeah. Uh, so this is clearly not enough for Alice. Alice said the kids who couldn't read the books would just be made fun of. Quote, I know what happens to a child like that. Here they it is. are the laughing Here it of is. the school. Here it is. There it is. There it yeah. is. Guess what? If you're ki- if you're the fucking parent who's having books taken out of school, then yes, your kid is going to be the laughing but stock. She's of the fucking also school. she's been mocked. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. She's right. she's like no, because then what happens is they all say that that you that you can't. You're the one who's weird, and that you're weird, and that because you're weird, you can't join the rest of the birthday parties, and because you missed that birthday party, your mama tells you that you can't have a birthday party, and all you want is a birthday party because you told your friends you'd have a pony at your birthday party when you turned twelve. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna take off. I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> 
I wanted an ice cream cake and I was given carrot. Okay, you're 30. Bullshit. 31, <laughs> asshole. Okay. okay. I gotta go. Uh, the door's locked. Okay, I'm gonna throw myself out the window. Oh, windows made of bulletproof glass. <laughs> yeah. It's 1974, it's, really? I've invented a way. It's in West Virginia, there's the... Yeah, we got TV and opened a Pandora's box. Uh, so the protesters felt like they were being condescended to by the culture elitists with this decision. Sure. Then the, su- then the supervisor announced he would begin enforcing attendance laws. Alice said parents would be forced to teach their kids at home. A reverend at a rally said they would set up their own school system. So to a lot of black people, this is all just about race, yeah. right? I wonder why. <laughs> what do you think, given that indication? Uh, black writers, Dick Gregory, Elridge Cleaver, Langston Hughes, and James Baldwin were all called anti-Christian and anti-white. <laughs> An English teacher, quote, I think it was about race, not about culture. I think it was a pent-up fury about the civil rights movement, and they were afraid blacks becoming so well-educated that they would take their jobs. Here, it's, it's also this. It's also the constant fear that any culture other than yours is going to be inserted into society and that it's going to change your position. So your whole, you're, you're, you operate from a place of such paranoia when you have everything. Yeah, you want you don't want anything to change. The you level want... of privilege to be like there can be no other voice here. Yeah. Uh, and to go on with the quote. And then right. when I saw signs that said get the nigger books out of the county. Eek. These signs were everywhere. And one day I looked out my window and saw the Ku Klux Klan and I knew this was racial. <laughs> so, at some point it's it started out yeah. It's it started out like a cultural thing and an economic thing right. and then the racists came. Right. 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 So now people are literally walking around holding these signs. Right. And the Ku Klux Klan is there. So now you've got the merging of the poor working class, the suburban Christians, and then the fucking racists. Right. Who are gonna uh, take over the party? The president of the Charleston NAACP said he had seen graffiti on rocks in rural areas that said, quote, get the Negro literature out of schools. And black people are being racially abused by white Christian protesters at the schools. Groups from both the, le- the right and the left started coming in to get in on the action, including the John Birch Society, the Heritage Foundation, the Klan, uh, the National Education Association. The Klan had been involved for a while. They, had, they started having cross burnings, and the anti-texters were now spending money and time publicly disavowing the Klan. And on April, I'm sorry, on November 10th, in Royal Campbell's Creek, a rumor started that a carload of black people were coming to the town to attack. A caravan. A caravan. So a hundred... Uh, Local white guys got out their guns. They put all the women in a church and they waited for these black caravans to come. But then police came and said, it's all bullshit and told them all to go home. Mm. On November 15th, a bunch of extreme anti-text protesters uh, had these 
had, had the superintendent and the four board members who voted for the compromise arrested. Now, I couldn't figure out what else happened with that. That's <laughs> but they, crazy. Yeah, so yeah. they just... Uh, then on November 21st, the board accepted Alice's guidelines. They would bar books that pried into a child's home, taught racial hatred, undermine religious, ethnic, uh, racial groups, insulted patriotism, the name, used the name of God in vain, and used offensive language. Wow. Uh, this would be applied to all April 1975 books, not the current ones. Right. So there the next year you four, have to unlearn it all. Yeah, there would be four screening committees now of teachers and parents. But Alice... Still not satisfied. What? An asshole. An anti-text group took out a full-page ad in the Charleston Gazette with lines from offensive books like, quote, and you feel like sweating and goddamning worse and worse. And listen, you yellow bastard, what the hell's the idea? Or, oh, damn, your mother's cups. Oh, my God. Oh, damn, your mother's cups. (laughs) Now we're just... I just love taking shit out of context and putting that. Oh, good Lord, your mother's cops. The U.S. Commissioner of Education spoke about the book controversy and took the side of the parents. Teachers groups denounced him. Alice was thrilled and said the commissioner should immediately, quote, cut off all federal funds to teacher training and promotional programs for new new educational concept until (laughs) guidelines can be established to protect citizens. Until brainwashing is fulfilled. Yay! On December 12th, a board meeting was held. This one was televised. The board compromised even more by officially approving the first private school to be run by fundamentalists. So now they're officially allowing private schools. But there was still a lot of heckling going on at the meeting. And eventually, protesters rushed the stage or the main table. One man jumped on board member F. Douglas Stump. The supervisor tried to pull him off, and he was attacked and punched. A woman rushed in, trying to mace the supervisor, and then more people attacked. It turned into a massive brawl. After it was finally over, police used video to make arrests. Oh, wow. They went to instant replay. Yeah. About a week later, a man who spent a lot of time with the anti-text, at the anti-text book headquarters in what Campbell's a dumb Street. name for a place. <laughs> I mean, just listen to that. Anti-text book headquarters. <laughs> uh, we're the ATBHQ. <laughs> what do you guys do there? Well, basically, anytime someone's trying to broaden their mind to touch, we make sure to put blinders on them. There's a lot of people okay. out there right now trying to, you know, learn stuff. I mean, the thing you got to remember is what happened to your parents is all that matters. Okay? Yeah. No, that makes That's total it. sense. Because a lot okay, of people gonna... say crazy shit about how America was discovered, but they don't understand that white people came off of trees. What? White people was part of trees. Then we just picked. We picked each other off trees, and that's why it was our land originally, not the Native uh, American people. So. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to I'm, I'm gonna just walk backwards out the door. Well, I don't like the way you walking out real slowly like you're all perturbed and such, but. I'm not. You're not white, I so I got to Great ideas, I heard great ideas. Here. You're totally white, right? All the way through. What colors your bones? White. <laughs> Very. Mine too, friend. Okay. All right. I will come back with mayonnaise and stuff. 
Sounds like you will come back. Once we finish yeah. with that uh, Maya, we can give it to my juggalo friend here. I'll whistle in it. Okay. Bye. How long you, hey, friend, friend, how long you think you'll be till you come back uh, with all that mayonnaise? Uh, um, it's going it, to, a couple of days I got to get the mayo that truck. Long. That's wild. A day with the mayo truck. I can put yeah, the mayo truck here in a day. Get you mayo in 15 minutes, man. You can be no, a day. This is a, this is a tanker. Oh, you bringing the big boy? Yeah, big boy. We'll see you tomorrow, Mayo Man. See you tomorrow. You guys are great. Love you. I like. I love what you're doing. Love you. Love. <clears throat> okay. You'll say it. No, I won't. I won't. Bye, Mayo. Love you. <laughs> uh, so this. This guy who spent a lot of time at the anti-textbook headquarters in Campbell's Creek was interrogated by police, and he confessed to throwing uh, dynamite into the local school. I dynamited him. <laughs> he told them that it was actually part of a bigger plan. He said at the headquarters they discussed putting a blasting cap into the gas tank of a car at a school. Holy shit. So after the kids got in, the driver would reverse and hit the brakes at the bottom of the hill, and the car would blow up with the kids inside. So they're domestic terrorists. Uh, yeah. Right. Up until that point, the bombings were in empty buildings. The Reverend Marvin Horan and five others were arrested for conspiracy. People were shocked to see the Reverend Horan's name in the paper. In January, Ku Klux Klan members spoke to a crowd of anti-texters and offered legal aid to Reverend Horn and others arrested. Horn praised the Klan as the only group that, quote, fights communism, socialism, niggerism, and Judaism. No, I mean, the Klan, they really, they know how to fight. But I mean, it's a trial. It is. It's like once you've invited this evil element in. Yeah, it's in. It's in. At the trial, the dynamite thrower said Horn had told the others that the Bible supported the bombing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, read, read, read it. He read. Genesis. He read them. He read them passages from the Bible. What? One was quote: "There's a time and a place for all things: a time for love, a time to hate, a time to kill, a time to be killed, a time for peace, and a time for war." Oh, oh yeah, yep. There it is. So we should blow up some kids in a parking there lot, it right? Is. Yep. Reverend Horn was convicted on one count of conspiracy on May 19, 1975, and sentenced to three years. His followers believed he was railroaded and still to this day believe he was railroaded. Sure. After the trial, things settled down in the county. The book supporters claimed victory because the books went back into the schools, but many schools actually refused the books. And for years, teachers were so concerned about controversy they wouldn't assign modern books to students because teachers could become targets. Some teachers are still angry today as they were then. Distrust of public education became a permanent legacy from the Kanawha textbook war for the entire country. The anti-text people today see themselves as pioneers and revolutionaries. They say they came before Fox News and Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh. Uh Yeah, you called it. Yep. Unlike other countries, there is no federally mandated curriculum in America. Control is local. Today, we still fight over control of school districts, and Alice's opinions never changed. Recently, she said, quote, I believe in indoctrinating my children. 
I start with the basic assumption that God exists. I do not want them to be open-minded Quite a broad in areas. Assumption, Alice. <laughs> I do not want them to be open-minded in areas where God hasn't spoken. Jeez. God is right. God is right. Everything else is wrong. She blames the media for distorting the issues of what they were fighting for. Uh-huh. Television, television you has been what the, we were distorting incorrectly. Television has been the greatest moral disaster this country has ever known. She regrets compromising and allowing the 30-day review of books, believing if she had not agreed, they would have won the fight. In 2011, she was awarded the Dr. Robert Dreyfus Courageous Christian Leadership Award from Frontline Ministries and the Exodus Mandate Project, which encourages parents to homeschool or put their kids in Christian schools. The Kennewatt County textbook controversy is when middle-class Christians uh, worried about their values, working-class whites upset with uh, cultural elitism, and racists first came together. This would become the coalition that the right would use to gain power for decades. So she started it all. And it led to where we are. Congratulations. You know, Dave, society is a pool. One person just has to piss in it. Hip, hip. No way. Yeah, I mean, it is just... Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how everything seems to gain a goddamn following. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, at least now we're in a, now we're in a place where, uh, there are two parties in America and one doesn't believe in, um, a, a virus. Yes. One one exists so that the other seems rational. Yeah. <sighs> oh, fuck. Ireland, right? That's where we go, Ireland. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, good. At least I don't have to drive home. <laughs> the good news, I'm home. <laughs> nice, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, well, want to hang out later tonight anyway? Yeah, yeah, we'll do, uh, we'll do some uh, milkshakes. Let's take it over Zoom, you know what I mean? Ah, yes. How great is it that Zoom, Google Hangouts, and Zoom, like everyone was just like, no, we choose Zoom. Google Hangouts like, but no. this is, we've been preparing our lives <laughs> for years. It's like, nah, Zoom, fuck you. Did you see there's another company called Zoom Enterprises and people accidentally bought their stock and it went through the roof? Oh, so they're like, finally, what do you guys make? (laughs) Frisbees. (laughs) Zoom Enterprises. Uh, Um, All all right. right. We'll do it next week. Okay, I'm in. I am available. Yeah. I think I travel that day, but I should be back fairly early. Where are you going? Hmm? Where are you going? I have a weekend of shows that weekend <laughs> with my friends in a city, but then it's a big time city. And they got to go do comedy there. And I'll be like stressed out, like, Ugh, I can't believe I got to do another show. But um, when you just live in your home, then you go, oh, why was I worried about that? Do you remember when uh, when we, we had shows lined up and I was so convinced they were going to be canceled that I wasn't buying 
airplane tickets and we just kept talking to our agent like, yeah, no, they'll happen. And well, do you we remember before the last live show, the last live show when we were saying this is going to be our last live show for a while? And Bert was like, do you really think so? And you were like, oh, Bert, <laughs> it's over. You were like, you're going to be canceling your tour. And he's like, you really think so? You're like, yes, you are not 100%. doing those dates. And he was like, really? Like, yeah, it's over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Guys, everybody hang in there. We'll get yeah. through this. It's going to be, it's going to be hard. But we'll get through it. Let's, I mean, the truth is, as we both know, it's what's great when the entire Senate votes for something that is so bullshit as this, it's kind yeah. of freeing. Because it should tell yeah. everybody that we are actually on the same side. These people yeah, yeah. are this, just on their own team. The system is being exposed for not caring about us at all. Yes. And at the end, that will be, as it plays out, that will be a good thing. We as a society are running a diagnostic, and there are so <laughs> many things we forgot we downloaded. <laughs> like, wait, what the yeah. fuck is this shit? So. It is tough, and and to be every you know to everybody who's working you know working their asses off and stressed out, and everybody who can't work and is stressed out, it's just your government should not make allow you to feel this way. These are the people yep. you elect and pay. So yeah, on both sides. Yep, gobble 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 gobble. Now wait, how does this work? Do we say a goodbye, extra goodbye? Are you going to uh, stop recording? Well, we have an ending that we usually say. Oh, no. uh, we we, sign, we used to sign cars. We used to go places. We don't do anything. We don't sign shit anymore. Can't sign cars. Uh, the main source for this art uh, this episode was Megan Day's article. This violent 1974 clash over textbooks in West Virginia prepped the nation for a new right movement. Uh, Megan's a great writer. You should uh, you can follow her on Twitter at m e a g a n d a y or just you know Google that. Google that name. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with gareth and jake i don't remember how we did it but either way fun half hour comes out tuesday august 22nd and the episodes will be out every tuesday and friday we're here to help oh hey there everybody it's gareth you know from this uh this podcast uh listen i've got some stand-up shows i'm inviting the garmy the gareth army to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in 
uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.